Hey, bro, don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. We heard a whole lot of lip service, but hey, anybody can do that. But between them lines, even the score now, we need to score now. Back on that wall, when you hear that call, you know it's going down. We play from beginning to end, and you know how we finish. Turn to the bank, gotta handle our business. We need the ball, so it's time to go get it. Play with your heart when you hit, make like it you, you know I'm with. You come to the bank and get out of line, we sending a blitz. Say who you with? You know I'm with. That purple and black, and when we attack, you know what it is. Mm. You're not locked in this Down zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a Zone 32 podcast episode, episode 99. Michael McQuarrie. Who else we got? We got Judon. And we also got Owe. You got to say who you're joined by, and then you got to give us like a, you know, a little, um, yeah, know, some yeah, random movie yeah, fact or. Yeah, you know. and we back with the guys. We got myself, Trippy. We got Drew. We got Grant, and we got my guy Will, and we also missing my man Jake this week. I don't know where he at, but I'm pretty sure he's somewhere. Heard he electrocuted himself today, so he's uh, unavailable. Damn. Typical Jake, you know, three, four times a year, he uh, touches a live socket and then can't make the show because he's just, you know, not not committed, doesn't doesn't care enough about it, so. Yeah, so this week we're going to cover what? We're going we gonna to cover how we signed, what, Nelson Aguilar back, how we didn't pick up Kevin Zeitler, Geno Stone, Gus Edwards, and I think it was somebody else. What, uh, Rocky Sin? Yeah, Rocky Sin had some dead money, too, that um that we had to pick up. I, I, the only one out of that that shocks me is Zeitler. Um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty significant dead cap hit that we ate. I think it was like four point eight million or something like that. And and I and, only... and a significant offensive line player. I mean, I was I was giving I, this some that, thought, that one really I, really surprised me. Really, surprised I don't I don't yeah, want to come pro off. Bowler. Yeah, like I don't want to come off like I'm slandering the guy because he's been very good here. He's you know been worth every penny that we paid him. He was a solid pickup. I kind of wonder if this is like our O-line revamp year. Uh, if you got Ronnie Stanley, who I don't think will be on the roster next year. I don't know. I mean, you're going to say you can save like $13 million by cutting him. I think it's like $12 million by trading him. Um, you know, if you cut him after June 1st, I think that number goes up to like $15 million that you save. And really, he's not playing on a $26 million cap hit, so he's gone. You got Morgan Moses, who has been – you know, he's just an average right tackle. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. He's fine, but he's not, you know, he's not really what Todd Munkin needs. I think Todd Munkin wants more athletic offensive linemen, and I don't think Zeitler really fits that mold. And I'm wondering if the Ravens have kind of viewed this year as like the, you know, you got Voorhees uh, coming back next year. You have Sala coming back. You have Ben Cleveland, who's looked good at right guard. Maybe this is the year that they just kind of go with a youth movement on the offensive line and see what happens. You know, you can throw Flaley in there at right tackle or left tackle potentially. Um, you know, maybe maybe Makari's back is better than they thought, and maybe they're ready to give him a whole year as a starter. I, I don't know. Zeitler originally was the only one that I was kind of like, I just I expected a you know a notification that we had extended him and it didn't hit. And obviously, it sent Ravens Twitter into a panic, but. It's a, I, it's, not... a, it, it's a little bit frustrating to 
well, not frustrating, but surprising and potentially frustrating that we may be going into a, an offensive line overhaul. Um, considering we were just in the AFC championship game and lost by seven points with um, the game coming down to a, a fumble from 14 inches out. But um, part of the reason we were in that spot in the first place is Lamar, you know, was under pressure the whole game. No, I, yeah, mm. I agree. I agree. But um, it just to think that we're going to tear down the offensive line that far. It, it It's scary. It's scary. It's a, it's a scary thought. But again, like I said, with the Dalvin Cook signing and everything else where where it's like, uh, uh, you know, you and I had the same reaction when it was like Dalvin Cook's available. I'm good not signing Dalvin Cook. But if EDC thinks it's a good idea, I'm on board. If EDC thinks it's a, a, a good idea to to tear down the offensive line, then I'm good because I trust EDC. So we're going to get killed. We're going to get killed for being homers, but he has done EDC has done everything to like have our trust at this. I trust EDC. I trust EDC. Now, again, it's scary to me though. When we we go to the AFC championship game and I think I'm, I I think if you go back, I, I don't know. I mean, we talk on this podcast and people don't even know how much we actually talk on this podcast because Max does a great job of cutting it down. But, we talk on this podcast, <laughs> and even before we start recording, we talk in this podcast for probably 20, 25 minutes, like we just did before we press record just now. I think we talk per week for probably two hours, and we do it every single week, 52 weeks a year, or probably 50 weeks a year. Maybe we take two weeks yeah. off a year. So say we talk, I don't know. Do the math. 52 times two will you can do it. I have faith. I don't know, man. It's 104. That's a lot. The fact that you struggle, I'm I'm slightly more concerned that you can do 52. Listen, man, I was at the American Legion earlier. All right. Uh, So that's the oldest thing that you could have said was was, uh, Todd there. Yeah. You're not really helping. You're not really helping beating the elderly allegations here that I've levied against you multiple times on this <laughs> podcast and you've denied. Like, I went down to the American, the American Legion. Legion. The American Legion's a fucking great place to go drink. Did you go to McDonald's early in the morning and, you know, sit in the corner with like a black coffee and talk about Have you ever like, been to the American meat? Legion? It's a fucking great place to drink. Yeah, I go to the American Legion all the time, but that's, I, I don't talk about going there because I don't want people to think that I'm ancient. So it's, it's an awesome place to go. But, um, I'm more of a fan of the VFW, to be honest. That's that's the better elderly establishment. But Moose Lodge is pretty sweet too. And we don't have Moose Lodges around here, so. Um. So. We talk a lot on here. I'm fairly certain that. Wh- hold on, what were we talking about before? Offensive line. Yeah. I'm not really sure what point you were getting at, but I'm I'm waiting. Hold for on, it. hold on. What what were we talking about before? Offensive line. Hold on, but well, that bourbon turn you up, boy. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you said we were talking. We were talking about it's scary to we, yeah, redo the offensive, offensive line, line, but we trust UDC. But you, no, no, but it's scary. No, no. yes, that's no, literally what we were talking about. That's literally no, what, you, what you said. No, 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 like, no. There was something else. There was something else. God damn it. <laughs> I, we can we can play this back, or you can listen back to this when you put the podcast up. But we literally went from. 
I think we're going to rehaul the offensive line. To you said, it's scary to kind of rip that Band-Aid off because we were just in the AFC Championship game. Oh, oh, that's and, what it is. That's what it is. So we all said that this season, <laughs> this season would be a failure if we did not make the AFC Championship game. I think that was no, the, yeah. that, no. I never said that because that is the biggest fucking loser mentality of all time. No, no, no but every season but, is a failure if you don't win a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm sick of this fucking okay, participation no, trophy generation. No, no, right, but b- just based on what has happened recently. This season, if we didn't make the AFC Championship game, then this season, just uh, you know, based on Lamar and everything else, this season would have been an epic failure if we didn't make it to the AFC Championship game. So, and and, and it's still a failure, no doubt about it. Considering Big failure, the, considering the way that the season went, I don't think that anybody necessarily expect expected us to be the one seed to be rolling the way we were. Shit, okay. I did. No, well, so as the season went on, it was like, holy shit, this team is really, really special. Okay. So, but going into the season, coming off last season, it was like, okay, the incremental improvement that we were hoping for and expecting. I mean, last season was a fucking debacle. And then, well, because of health, but, you know, well, but also just like, we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Like, we didn't know if Lamar was going to be back. There was a lot of question marks. So fucking Ken Francis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there was so much was up in the air. So coming into this season, it was okay. A, a great, you know, uh, a a target was if the, this team can get to the AFC championship game, that's a good target for, for this team to, to get to, but well, that was the next step. We, we that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But that being said, this team, just the way that they performed, they outperformed that target before they ever got there. So that being said, uh, we all expected them to 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 blow past that before they ever got to it. But they did meet the expectation that we had for them going into the season. So yeah, I mean, we, my we, my expectation was a Super Bowl. So I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I, I, I get what you're saying is that that was the next logical step. Right. Is that you know in 2020 it was Lamar has to win a playoff we, game. We're all. We're all. We're. But we are. We are all still. You know, disappointed in the outcome because uh, I mean, just, besides 2006, this is the most disappointing Ravens team. I've yeah. Watched, yeah. So. For sure. No. No. I agree. I agree. 100. percent I agree. But. Going into the season, based on last season, getting to the AFC Championship game is a win just based on where we were last season. But that being said, the way this team performed this season, we should have won the AFC Championship game and gone to the Super Bowl. We should have. We should have won everything. Yes. And if you look back at a lot of our losses, it was part of the issue was the offensive line getting blown up every play. Agreed. 100%. I agree. 100%. Like, I know that, and people will look at, you know, PFF is one of them who will constantly grade our offensive line as like a, you know, a top five unit in the league and talk about how great, you know, fucking John Simpson is or how great Ronnie Stanley's been. Like, the reality is they, they're not that good. Like, I don't think we're losing much if you lose John Simpson. I don't think that. You know, taking a rookie losing much and fuck John Simpson, he sucks. Sorry, Tripper. He, he is, follows you on Twitter. He, is the defi- he stinks. He, he's the definition of average. He is a replacement level player. He's not, you're not getting anything special out of him. You're just getting the bare minimum out of we him. We have a guy we drafted last year who uh tore his ACL and 
went to the combine and still went on the bench press. And I think he lifted like he did 27 reps with a torn ACL and we drafted him who I have more faith in to come in and play well at left guard next year, having played zero NFL reps than John Simpson. That says everything that you need to know about John Simpson. Fuck him. Right. Okay. I mean, but th- that's th- thank you, John Simpson for yeah, contributing but, but, to this year. But I mean, See you later. He, 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 he did his job. He did what he was capable of. He's not, yeah. but he can be replaced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he's average. I think he's below average, but he did what he was. He, he did. Uh, I mean, he average, bro. I mean, he average. I mean, he did his job. Yeah. He I mean, he like, he ain't, he ain't always get beat, but some the majority of the time he got beat, but it wasn't he was, like. On he a, was the number two most penalized <laughs> uh, offensive lineman in the league. I look, I look at it like this. He ain't get bent so. He was doing something, right? Well, what the fuck? Who was gonna replace him? Bro, so, we had Sala. Like, come on. And then you got Raven fans. You see, I made that tweet. They no, nah, he bullshit this and that. The motherfucker came in mini camp as the starting left guard. Yeah. I mean, shit, shit ain't look good for him, but at the end of the day, like what rookie can really come in and just start, like, you know what I mean? And then what he played like what left guard, I mean left tackle at first, right? He was a tackle. Uh, he was uh he was a right tackle in college. I mean, right. Know. See, he was a right tackle, so maybe he just got a what's the name? Like, I would love for him to come in. Him or Vorgies, but the same thing about Vorgies, if I'm saying his name right, we you don't are. know what like we don't know, like I mean, I hope he can yep. come in and be a starter day one, but he we will. don't know. Like he coming off an injury, though. You feel he, me? He so. will. He, he he will be fine. Listen, an ACL tear for an offensive lineman. He they, they gave him the year off to get that thing right. Grant, correct me if I'm wrong. An ACL tear for an offensive lineman. He, he will be more than 100 percent coming back off that. Yeah, and I mean, what and it depends too on what his his main anchor leg is. So if he's going to play left side or the right side, depends on which, you know, which, which leg he's more dependent yeah. on uh, when this kicks, you know, his blocking format and everything. But but, but with an uh, ACL, you're dri- when you're an offensive it, lineman, it, it, you're, I mean, dri- you're driving, you're driving straight. You're not, you're, I mean, you're not changing direction. Well, if he's going to play guard, you know, he's going to have to pull on GT counters and things like that. So he's going to have to have a little bit, um, he's not going to just be a straight ahead baller. We don't, he can brace we, we up though too. Line. So, right. So, I mean, he, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing too, is they wear those freaking RoboCop like for yeah. knee braces. So <laughs> RoboCop, they do be big as shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not like a running back where like a brace is going to hinder his ability to play. He can brace the fuck out of his knee and be fine. I think the bigger issue here is that, like Will said, he's you know scared of replacing everybody. But if you look up and down our offensive line, Linderbaum is the only guy that is like, okay, he's one hundred percent, you know, got to keep him. Like he's been a great center. Since oh, and by the him. way, uh, as soon as Linderbaum hits day one of eligibility to extend him, extend him. Yeah, I agree. I, there's no reason why you shouldn't just pay five him. Five years. Five years. You give him a five year extension. Hey, yeah, and Kyle, him. Well, him and Kyle was drafted the same year, right? Yep. So, no, yep. it was him and no, it was him. Oh, and Kyle. no, you're right. It was him and Kyle. Yeah, yeah. they were both yeah. first round picks, same year. Yeah, Ex- extend both of them, but um, yeah. Kyle's gonna be a little pricier, I think. But um, I, don't, I don't think whatever he costs, whatever he costs, give it to him. He's I don't think it. I'm too worried about the office of line though, because at like the end of the day, like what I be trying to tell people is like, I worry about a, Ronnie. 
I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, hey, if he stay, he stay. If he go, he go. But it, I think it's time too. But at the same time, what I'm saying is like we got to get these young guys opportunity. Like why I keep drafting them and we not giving them my opportunity to see what they got. You see what I'm saying? Well, but, there's a lot of guys that we have like that that have a, you know need to get their chance like Fale. Um, yeah, yeah you, you feel uh, me? Like I don't yeah. want to just see him in a. I mean, and then they did get some time this year. So like I was telling Raven fans, like don't just be down on somebody because they ain't really get no playing time or they wasn't active because we don't know what they might do next year. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, no, I, saw, I'm not, I'm not down on any of that. No, 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 no. no. If we saw what Cleveland can do when he moved, when exactly. we moved Cleveland to the right side, we saw what he could do. You know, you've got Voorhees coming off injury, like we just said. You know, there's a lot of younger Lele, guys. Lele, and, when he filled in for uh, Moses a couple times, he was cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, and another thing, too, is that that's getting completely slept on is – this draft coming up is pretty deep with offensive, like solid offensive linemen, and yeah. we don't need a center. So we know centers, and there's a couple good centers that could go. You, you could see two or three centers go in the top two rounds, but like we don't need that. So that alleviates that. So that's three other positions out of the draft that you don't have to worry about. It's heavy quarterback early. You know, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks to go off. Probably four, couple um, wide receivers in, in the middle rounds, but there's, there's McCarthy's probably going to go depth. round six, so it's okay. Uh, gosh, round one. He's he. I really that's going to be that will go that's down crazy. as yours and Grant's worst take of all time. No, it's not going to be a bad one. take because he's going to flop. It's like it's Grant, not. It's not our Grant, fault. We went over stupid. this. You you uh, again. That that's the issue. Is that you're like oh these, these people are are smart NFL people. Like they should know this, but that. They they go three and fourteen like they're not smart. Like we've got. Like, and what I was getting at is that you know, offensive line wise, I think that there's some things that we can do. Don't forget about free agency too. I mean, there's some potential trade candidates and there's some you know free agents coming. I mean, I think that we're we're so young as far as a core of what could be that have the in game experience and have shown flashes that they can play it doesn't put too much of a stress on you to nail down one specific position. You can take a look at every offensive position of free agency draft trades, everything. So you're not like solidifying one, like left tackle, not I don't have to solidify left tackle. You're opening up what you can do offensively. And like you said, you know, Todd Munkin's got his style of offensive line and he wants, this is the opportunity for him to start to build his offensive line with what he's got now versus what he could potentially get. Especially because a lot of the older guys that we have don't really fit what Todd Munkin wants. So, like, it's uh, like when you see the Zeitler thing, I agree completely. I love Zeitler. He's a mauler. He's an old school. He's going to give you everything he's got, lunch pail type guy. But, like, Munkin needs more athleticism out of his guards. Yeah, we had an offensive line that was built for that Greg Roman style offense. Yeah, but how does Ben Cleveland fit that? He's pretty, I mean, uh, he played with pretty agile. He's wide. And he and he gets out quick, believe it or not. He's not a fast person, but he gets out on his pulls quick. And if you run predominantly, you run to the right side. So you you're a lot of teams run to the right side. So he doesn't pull in that aspect. So you're leaving him on the right side. And the reason why we drafted Ben Cleveland in the first place in the third round is because he was successful in a Todd Muckett system. So like Fair. it just it, it, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that, I mean, he did. Know. He did play for Ben or for uh, for uh. Yeah, uh, so like that. That's a guy that again, like we've had on our <laughs> roster. We're gonna have him for cheap, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think that some of the fear of the offensive line being reshifted is kind of overblown. 
Yeah. Like it's just kind of time. You know, Morgan the, Moses. The, big, been... the, the biggest thing for me is Ronnie. The that is I just I think you gotta just pull the band-aid off and get rid of him at this point. So do I, but now that you got rid of Zeitler, I just don't know that you can get rid of your right tackle, your right guard, and your left tackle and 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 replace all three. I just don't know you can do that. Trade up. Trade you know, him and get trade him and get some early round draft picks. Except for like three weeks this year, we were sitting on here saying like fire Ronnie Stanley into the sun, and this guy he sucks. was a liability. Yeah, but we year. had yeah. Kevin Zeitler on the line, so so I get what you're well, saying. It's not that he's not coming back for sure. I doubt that he comes back because he's already got I mean, the four point eight million. I don't million think he does, it. but it's not a def- it's not a definite. And I, just, I do want to clarify the Ben when I said Ben Cleveland can pull. He's a big body when he goes, but he's not a fast guard. So I once he gets going, he's fine. He'll kill somebody too. Yeah, and he's, he's a mo- he's, he's a moron. Up, he squares he's a moron up and he's strong as shit. I don't yeah. think that EDC is going to take on the project of addressing three starting offensive line positions in one offseason. I don't think but- that that that's a huge he's, grant. He's potentially Come on, already, man. That's a fucking huge job. It's, he's already a, potentially, big, I mean, it's a big overhaul, but I for mean, a team that was on, in the AFC Championship game, but he's this already, is, uh, he's this already a team that you could kick back too. a free agent. There could be a vet out there that can step right in and be a dude that you get out of free agency. Maybe, maybe, maybe. This maybe. is this is the problem though. Is so you're looking at this as a one year thing. Like we drafted Ben Cleveland, we drafted Voorhees, we drafted Salah. So like. We've potentially already addressed the two open guard spots, and now we're looking at replacing just one guy, the left tackle. Like our replacements might already exist. Yeah, it but might now be you're ignoring. We... You're ignoring. We're gonna keep. Okay, so you're telling me we're gonna get rid of. We're gonna get rid of Ronnie Stanley. We're gonna keep Morgan Moses. Who would you rather have be your backup? Yeah, hey, what's wrong with seven, that? The guy that you're paying seven million dollars a year, or the guy that has twenty six million dollar cap hit. Seven. But they're both yeah. e- equally as as much of a liability in terms of performance. So get rid of so get rid of both of them. If that's your rationale. But, but that's I'm saying, but, like, but that's my point. Now you have to address both. But who's so what to you say want that Fillele, to do who's to say that Philele is not already our right tackle? You know what I mean? Like you're you're talking about that they have to address them. Maybe they already did. You know, maybe they think Daniel Flaley is our starting right there's tackle. Too many right maybes here. for me. There's too many maybes for me. Okay, but there's no maybe that Ronnie Stanley's going to get his ass kicked you know, six times next year. And then I, no, I agree with that. I agree so. with that. But, but, but here's my problem with that is the decision to not resign Kevin Zeitler. Then the maybes then become that that's where the maybes make me un- uneasy that, that, so you knew Morgan Moses was going to get beat off the edge a couple times by uh, no homo. But, I don't uh, like when yeah. you say beat off on the podcast. yeah. That's why I just said no homo. That's <laughs> I, I caught myself. <laughs> listen, listen. You went to the American Legion. You can't do basic math. Like we're you, we're allowed to have senior moments. It's not just too you. bad. Hey, hey, Drew, Too bad you ain't gonna get hung up on. Like I got hung up on earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. It's just it's it's um Shit crazy. It's unfortunate. It happens to the best of us, but. You know, you knew you know what Morgan Moses is, and you know he's not like an all pro right tackle. I like so Morgan you, Moses. We we are same, a pro same, Morgan Moses too. podcast. Same, I like him too. But you can upgrade from Morgan Moses, and the maybe is an upgrade. You know what I mean? Like you're at this point, we're at this point where we have. Here's Michael. Here's a question. 
Can Morgan Moses play left tackle? Yo, yeah, I he did. Say, I think he, yeah, he used to play left no, tackle. Right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him there. I mean, I wouldn't put him there, but that doesn't mean that you know is Morgan Moses any worse than Ronnie Stanley? At left that's tackle, my question, that's really, right? If that's it my really question. comes down to that. That's my question. Yeah, but you don't want to say which which piece of crap looks better, like. Well, yeah, I'm just they, saying, uh, Will's, Will's, Will's fear is that we're going to go into next year with Tyler Linderbaum as our only returning starter. Crap, but... No, but, like, Will's fear is that we're going to go in with four new starting offensive linemen and all four of them are going to suck. And so if Will needs a security blanket of, I know who Morgan Moses is, so let's put him at left tackle. Like, that is a possibility. And that's why I think you keep him around. Didn't, didn't Morgan Moses play left tackle for the for the Washington team for a long time? That's what we. That's what Trippy literally. Yeah, just yeah, said. right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's no, got I, mean, I like there. I like him, but at this point in his career, I say hell no at left tackle. I don't care if uh, he's a, if but he I, he's a step up from right. Macari, if you're Macari, asking, Macari isn't a horrible left tackle. So. No, Macari. Macari's got. I don't, 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 don't want to see Macari at tackle, bro. He was getting his ass taught sometimes. Yeah, no, well, Macari's got that. injury issues that they know with his neck and back that he can't play full season. Like that's why he's not right. a starter. That's why I mean, never I, I do want to see us obviously draft. I, I honestly, I would like to see us draft us draft multiple tackles. I mean, in a perfect world, we draft two tackles and two guards and like a running back and call it a day. But it it, it depends on how the board falls, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I hate the notion. Best player available is the way that you go and draft. And you know, so if you go in and you're targeting only a position, you're kind of selling yourself short. Because you're potentially reaching on a guy at 30, and there's no need for that. Um, like if you're, if you feel like all of your options at 30 are gone, just trade out. Like it's better to take, it's better to not take somebody at 30 and get two draft picks right. than it would be to reach on somebody at 30. 30 so 30, okay, so we got a really great player. At, well, it was Lamar was at 32, right? But we traded up for that. Yeah, but that's yeah. that. That's what you do. Is that you know there's a team who sees a. I don't know if it's going to be Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, whatever quarterback it is, it doesn't really fucking matter. But there's going to be some team that needs a quarterback that will trade with you at 30 that'll kind of overpay you for that pick because they want that fifth-year option on that quarterback. Yeah, yeah, pick. yeah. So that that's but, your route if there's not a guy you like on the board at 30. Yeah. The team that holds 30, us, you you don't fall in love with a player at 30. No, you fall in love with about five players, and – it depends who it is, though. Yeah, I mean, you could fall in love with twenty players, but I'm saying if, if they're not all, if they're all gone, then or move, move or back. if all five are there, you trade out, and then you and you trade out into the into the the mid thirties, and you take one of them there. I mean, Ryan Poles has got a lot of early picks, and he's a fucking moron, so it'd be pretty easy to uh, you know trade with him if he's trading second round picks for like Ch- Chase Claypool. God only right. knows what we could get. So right, so you trade thirty for like pick 37 and pick 72 or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or there, there are a lot of options in the draft. And I think that this fear of a retooled offensive line is like why the draft exists is you, you take guy, you know, there, there's going to be plenty of guys in the draft that you can go take. There's going to be free agents. There's guys that you drafted a couple of years ago that are, legitimate zeros on this team right now, but you know, maybe you give them a shot at starting and they're fine. I think that our line was what it was last year and it was flawed. And, you know, when they had a bad day, everybody knew it because we couldn't run the ball and Lamar had no time in the pocket and you can definitely improve on that. So I'm, I'm cool with letting Zeitler walk. 
Um, but I think re-signing Nelson Aguilar was the right move. I know that that pissed a lot of people off, and they're like, oh, you know, our wide receiver group is mid, and blah, blah, who blah, did, blah, blah. Who, hold on, hold on. Who's mad about that? A lot of people. People, people, again, this is the same thing as last year, is that Nelson Aguilar was our first wide receiver move, and so but people assume it was our only one. he showed everyone move. why he was a great pickup. Well, have we, I mean, we've, like you said, we talked for 104 hours a year. We've put up 99 episodes now. Like, at what point have we not agreed that the general public is dumb? So people Nelson, reacting. Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar was arguably like the unsung hero of the Ravens last year. He he fills a need. You need a guy like him on your roster that's not going to get 20% of the targets. He's not going to be your featured wide receiver. But he can make big plays when you call on him. And most of the time he's going to catch the ball. And he's just – He's a solid wide receiver, three or four. He was one on, of the on only guys. Team. He's one of the only guys. And so, I mean, he was one of the only receivers who seemed to get the scramble drill. He was one of the guys that Lamar trusted. He scored, I think, all of his touchdowns, except maybe one on unscheduled plays. I think yeah, he had, I mean, I think he had one one touchdown that was on a uh like on a route that was a designed just like play. a designed route the rest of them were just like the play broke down he ran the corner the corner drill he ran to the he ran to the pylon he you know what i mean like he just kind of he he ran around until the the play broke down and he just found space and him and lamar had chemistry so like and we heard multiple times how he either told Lamar he's going to be open here or like, it's just like his veteran presence was valuable in ways that other people. He, he attached himself at the hip to Lamar. The second yeah. he signed, yep. he clearly wanted to be yep. here. He's the kind of guy that you want. He is the opposite of a Rashad Bateman who people are begging for to get a second chance. Yeah. So, oh, and by the way, third chance, by the way, chance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, last week, I said on this podcast, we get breaking news all the time. People tell us things. Trippy, he told us in a private message, he said, Nelly's white rolly is, I just saw Nelly's white rolly at BWI. Yeah, then what happened? Trippy. Then he, then he came back. And I know that, that was his car. I know it was. It's I know the most the fucking recognizable car you will ever see in your life. It's not. Lord of tags, it, yeah. Right. It's not just. It's okay. So listen, number one, you, if you see a, a fucking Rolls Royce, a Rolls Royce is very recognizable. But I guarantee you, most people will never see this Rolls Royce, a Rolls Royce SUV. Have, has anyone have you ever seen a, a, a Rolls Royce SUV in your life on the on the road? Yes, but that doesn't but really it's matter. very very rare. Like I've yeah. seen like two ever, and one of them was was Nelly's. I've seen I've, I think I've seen two or three ever, and like I'm glad and, he's back. And two oh, of the yeah, three were in like, two of the three were in like fucking in Florida. Like one of them was like Miami, and one was in like West Palm. And the deal so, was a great deal too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Three point three point seven five. It's yeah. one point six against the cap this year. Exactly. And it's got two void years on it. Like, but that's again when you have a championship winning roster, like you have a Nelson Aguilar type guy on it. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. And he stepped up this year when he had to. When Bateman didn't, he did. And you yeah. know, he took advantage of his opportunities. And we talk about that a lot of time with some of the guys the that you know you got the Zays, the Andrews, like that, you know, those guys, but like likely st- stepped up this year, you know. Aguilar stepped up this year. These are guys that took advantage of their opportunities. And you know, Mitchell did you reward guys like that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um I'm cool with bringing him back. Uh, you know, the other two guys that had void money and shit on there that we didn't pick up, like Geno Stone. I don't think he's a guy that we would break. You know, it would be dumb for Geno Stone to take our first offer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like he's going to get him more test on the, the water market. again. He had a great year. He deserves to test the water, but I think he wants to be here. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's he has said as much, and he's also said it's you know a business is a business. So well, like, I'm seeing he, I'm seeing rumors that we're considering cutting okay. uh, Marcus Williams uh, hold, loose hold to, to keep Geno Stone. Tell me where you said that about It was contract. NFL rumors. It was NFL rumors that tweeted that, <laughs> who literally is like a fucking retard version of Dub Kleiman where he reads his timeline <laughs> and just like I don't think out. we. I don't think we cut him, but I think he either takes – he gets a signing, but he gets one of the signing bonus. We've he, re- he restructure. We got to we got to restructure. But but yeah, we, depending on his dead money, that's not a crazy thing to think about. Seven million dollars is what we would save by cutting him, and we eat like fourteen million dollars in dead cap or some dumb shit like so that. We're not, see, cut, but I mean, we're not. We're not. A, we're a, not restru- a restructure would be nice. Yes. Yeah, but we're uh, not, he's we're definitely not a restructure cutting man. Marcus Williams. I want this clearly stated on the record. Um, well, and Marcus he, Williams is a big oh, fan damn, of purple, and he played with one arm last year too. <laughs> but we're not we're not cutting him for fucking Geno Stone. I think so, he should restructure his contract. Him and Marlon, yeah, yeah, yeah Marlon, they bullshit. Yeah. And Marlon, also, bet uh, bet the Nelson Aguilar real quick. Yo, this man been with the Ravens for one year, and he got four touchdowns. Uh, no shots to Bateman. You know how many touchdowns Bateman got in three years with the Ravens? Three. I assume less than four. Three. Yeah. Three years. This man only got 1,100 and something yards. Zay Flowers had 800. He couldn't like, get on the field. I mean, it, yeah, but sorry, I, I'm, I'm over the Rashad Bateman experiment. If there's a way to move on from him and give both sides a clean break and a fresh start, go for it. You know what I told if, Mo earlier? Bateman. That he should go to go see a nail salon technician he, or something should, like that. No, okay. he should go. he should go become a nail tech. Well, yeah, I mean, do, would you all do we need to go dig up archives? I haven't, I've been against him since the draft. I wanted yeah, no and, parts of Shaw Bateman. Yeah, you know why? Because he's never beat up a kid. He's never, uh, yeah. he doesn't have nev- the mean streak. He, you know, he doesn't assault children. He's never so pledged to a, a, a gang. He's never, he'll be wearing a shiesty mask and shit like George Pickett. <laughs> yeah. You know? And people forget that Grant wanted to draft a 38-year-old blood in the first round <laughs> last year. So just, you know, for Who? for Jermaine Johnson. Is he not is he not a stud? He's older than you. Yo, a what? A what? A blood? For the Jets, a blood? Right? <laughs> yeah. Did you, not, did you not message me at one point this year when he dominated the game and you were like, you might be right? 
he had a like a pick six or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow, he looks pretty good. And then, you know, went back to the retirement home. Yeah, I mean, he's just this Grant. Grant is, um, if you read, like, you know how they post like guys red flags and shit like that. If they're like violent, <laughs> dangerous criminals, Grant's like, yep, fucking sign me up. I want that guy. He went back to his cell at the end of the day and started uh, cutting garlic with the uh, like razor blades. Hey, yeah, Grant's I like either one because, like, like you know, like Siv talks about too. We all talk about. We want country boys. I want a country boy, or I want somebody with a record. Like there's yeah. no in between. Yeah, like, we know. Well, yeah, like, give me some grit. Yeah, we we know. We well, know or, yeah, or you want a wide receiver who's a crazy person with no eyebrows, doesn't show up yeah. with shoes, beats up uh, mentally challenged people, whatever you know. All right. Well, I, no, like nobody can help the, the dude ended up crazy, but he is talented. That's all I Grant. Grant's like Grant's like if but, they're incarcerated, not, you don't have to worry about what they do for 21 hours a day. Yeah. All right, so he's, hold he's on. Now we have some we have some coaching losses as well. We should probably cover. And again, calling it a loss, people freaked out. So Keith Williams went to, um, what's it called? Uh, Whoa, New Orleans. That was my dog. And yeah, and I don't want this to come off as disrespectful to Keith Williams. I know that he works a lot of really good wide receivers in the offseason. He's got a great pedigree. Blah 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 blah. I was I was what? super excited when we signed him. Yeah, yeah but what what wide receiver like has he gotten more out of than the previous guy? None, none. I mean, if you look at we and, brought him in and, and be- who the only wide receiver who and, and and to be fair, you know, it's Greg Roman fault. To be fair, the the only guy the only guy who's who's been vocal so far has been Bateman, right? So Bateman's been. He's he he posted twice. He quote tweeted himself with a crying a crying emoji, saying, "Uh, you know, whatever." But what has he done but for Rashad Bateman? Re, uh, what he so he taught Rashad Bateman how to run routes away from the play. <laughs> like you get so open, that, so that what fucking Jonas Schaefer can post a three minute video of times that you were open in air quotes and not catching the fucking football. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Congratulations. By the way, that's really, that's really, I watched that video. I watched that video and every person who I've, okay. And I sent that video to, to 11 people Mm -hmm. and every person who I've seen who watched the video had the same takeaway as me. We watched it. And if you watch the first three plays, you stop watching it because it's unwatchable because the first three plays are like, you're, he does. He does yep. get open. He does separate, but there's a difference between like separating and being able to make a play. But and it's, it's it's like separating it's, on the backside of a formation. You know what right, I mean? Like right, it exactly. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Guess what? Every wide receiver is, is open on every play in the NFL at some point on every fucking play. So like you can shadow, you can put the little fucking the little. The, the little circle on the wide receiver on every play and say he was open here. Guess what? If it's not his point in the progression of the play, it doesn't matter if he was open. If he's open when the quarterback, it's not his turn in the fucking progression. It doesn't matter if he was open then. The, the quarterback can't fucking throw it when he's not looking at him. We had this argument one time, you and I, when we were, I think we were talking about Yannick and fucking pressures. And like, you're like, pressures are great. And I'm like, Pressures are a fucking meaningless stat because not all pressures are created equal. 
there are disruptive pressures where a guy is bearing down on a quarterback and he actually affects the throw. And there are times where guys get credited with pressures where they're running a fucking figure eight around the left tackle and they're like, you know, four steps away from the quarterback when he throws the ball and he had nothing to do with the play. That, and that's that, what that, Rashad, that is that is Bateman. That, that is Bateman is that, yeah, cool. He's got these great separation numbers and he's got, you know, you can take a still shot of a play and highlight him when he's open. But the reality is like they don't mean anything because they don't lead to production. They don't alter the play at all. And when he did get thrown the fucking ball, he would drop it. So like my, my whole Keith we'll Williams thing down. is that everybody's like, every, everything with Keith Williams is like, oh, he was this guru who's going to come in. He's going to turn Talon Wallace and James Prochet into all pros and all this shit. Everybody we've brought in, you know, who's been successful, Zay Flowers did the same shit that he did at PC. Like I wouldn't say his game really improved other than he got more seasoned and he, he got more NFL reps. Nelson Aguilar was a first-round pick. So it's not like we picked this guy up off the streets who was some fucking seventh-round bum who wasn't hanging on to rosters and turned him right. into, you know, like a, a serviceable veteran. Like, he was a first-round pick. You know, Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham. Um, Isaiah likely showed flashes of what he was before, and he's a tight end anyway, so it's not he's like a tight end. Yeah, he's not working with the wide receivers coach, right? Yeah, so, so my whole, you know, again – Good for Keith Williams. I'm glad you can go be the head wide receiver coach instead of the fucking assistant wide receiver coach. I don't get the 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 meltdown about him leaving because what the fuck did he do for us? Nothing. Like he really didn't develop anybody for us. There was nobody that was some fucking bum we were talking about cutting that he turned into this great contributor. Yeah, like, no, I think I think so. I think that Keith Williams, from my understanding, I think Keith Williams is like a an elite like uh route. Uh, coach. Route coach. Yeah, and so obviously Bateman is appreciative of his his tutelage uh, because Bateman is known as a great route runner. So, but yeah, let he, me know when when that you know contributes to more than eleven hundred yards in three years. Oh, exactly like right. So, like, yeah, go, I mean, so you know what? Hey, Bateman, you know what? Go go to fucking New Orleans. Go have a sit down with EDC tomorrow and tell him, hey, Eric, you know what? I appreciate everything that Baltimore has done for me. I think it would be a great benefit to my career uh, if you could find a way to get me to New Orleans so I could keep. I heard they just opened a new Balenciaga store on Bourbon Street. Yeah. So I keep working with Keith and uh, hopefully you guys can get a great return in, uh, you know, in a trade for me. I think that's yeah. that, that's a responsible way to go about your business. Personal. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Send if we wanted to Charlotte. Like, if we yeah, send them fucking anywhere. But if we wanted to wrap <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. you know, our send, send them to fucking uh to to uh you know whatever the fucking nail salon is around the corner for all I care. But you know, yeah, I, I'm trying to be nice and say send them to fucking New Orleans with Keith Williams. I don't even want to be mean to Rashad Bateman anymore at this point. It's just it's not working out. It's no. not you, it's us. You know, whatever. It's not you, it's me. Rashad, you're great. You know, fucking have fun. Go. I know. wanted him here. I was fucking, yeah, I, I, did, was huge. I, I was huge. I, I loved that he was, Rashad Bateman. I thought his skill set. I, I that was he wrong. Showed, he fucking sucks. He stinks. I mean, I, I, I think that he's got crazy potential and his skill set is he's got it, but he just, I don't think he's mentally there. I don't think he's, you think if he went out, you think if he went out and committed a crime, he would be a better wide receiver. 
Do you think that's part of what he's missing? Well, this and game? you know what the big thing is for me? Like people talking about people, people who yeah. are talking about like, oh, here's the here's the 2024 wide receiver uh, depth chart, and they're like, Zay, Bateman, da, 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 da. no, no, no. We have a better wide receiver, a much better version of him. His name is Odell Beckham. He is. We, we don't have him. Is the problem? But we do. Just but fucking resign him. He right, is but we don't have what right Bateman now. what Bateman wants to be is Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's what um, that's what he wants to be. The the problem is is that Bateman has focused on the trying to be the high fashion, you know, rubbing elbows with Kim Kardashian guy before he put up an all pro season, whereas Odell was smart enough to put up the all, all pro season first. So I mean everything he Bateman's game is modeled after Odell. He was supposed that's, to be a bigger Odell, and he's right. just not. That's and not him. By the way, he's not that much bigger than Odell. It's just not. Yeah, him. he's you know what is he like two inches bigger and probably thirty pounds heavier. Thirty pounds? No, no fucking way. Uh, twenty six pounds. What, what are we talking here? Twenty six pounds. Uh, I mean, that's like AAU twenty six. If pounds. you stood, if you stood Rashad Bateman next to Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman is bigger. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah, sure. Really but, like yeah. taller. Yeah, I'll tell you. Taller. I'll tell you this much. Odell would beat the shit out of fucking Rashad Bateman. Yeah, because Rashad would be afraid to break a nail. But I, I, I don't know why. That's, that's... Yeah, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> if they met, yo, Will, funny as shit. Yo, oh, Will's been watching them. too much celebrity death match. No, I'm just yeah. saying. Rashad, Rashad Bateman and Odell, as far as I'm concerned, are in the same weight class, and and Odell would fucking punish him. Yeah, but that's because we've seen Rashad is soft. So like, you're yeah. preaching in the choir there. Get rid, get rid of him. I think yeah, the Nelson Aguilar, the... Nelson Aguilar, would probably beat the shit out of him too. You know, no fucking yeah. doubt. You know why? Because fucking is it, is Nelson works. Nelson right is now? a fucking Nelson works hard. Is it too soon to make a joke that might transition to, into our next topic? I think you'll you can no, figure no, out. No, 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 no we lost Mike, the office of assistant coach to the Chargers. Oh, yeah, we lost, we lost um, an offensive guy. Um, I don't know. It was Keith Williams. Uh, no, I don't think we've lost anyone, any other coaches this week. Did we Hold sign up, someone? We Hold signed up, someone. Yeah, we signed we, some. What about the wide receiver coach, Greg Lewis? Didn't he go somewhere? Oh, you know what? He was interviewing for the office of coordinator for the Saints. Did he get it? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, no, and this is my – Go ahead. Are you talking about Keith Williams? No. No, we just talked about him for like Grant I know, Lewis. that's why I thought that's why I thought he was confused. <laughs> Grant, oh, no, have you been you have CTE or what the fuck is going on with you? We just talked about Keith Williams for like fucking ten minutes. No, I was saying that's who I thought Trippy was meaning. Grant, do you no, think I that was, no, Odell Beckham like could beat Rashad Bateman? Greg Lewis was interviewing for the Saints office of coordinator job. But I don't know if he ever got it. I was thinking. Well, maybe if he that's got it, it would Keith... make sense that. Yeah, right, that would that's make what sense I was that saying. Keith went. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I just stopped so... caring about our position coaches because I I came to the realization like 
they really don't fucking matter. You know, the majority of them are not, we're not going to give them the coordinator job. Like, you know, Greg Lewis is not going to take Todd Munkin's job. So, you know, why, why like lose sleep over that? Yeah. I mean, position coaches are important though. I mean, you have that, that's who basically runs that position practice. Like, the overall meetings, the offensive coordinator designs, the head coach designs, like the time periods and stuff. But the positional coaches are the ones that fine-tune the skills. I think my more intelligent way of phrasing my argument is that at the end of the day, it's the guys that matter more than the coach. So, no, like, I mean, it's, it comes down to a lot of stuff. I mean, it's the guys. Well, like it's Will, the coach, Will made it's the fun schematics. of Will made fun of our new defensive backs coach and said that he looked like a drunk homeless guy, but like. If Marlon comes out and plays like 2019 Marlon next year, I didn't say that. He looked. Gonna... I said he looked like drunk Dan Campbell. Yeah, he did like a drunk Dan Campbell. Where, where's where's the difference? Where, but you know he part of the Dan Campbell's too, a fucking know, right? NFL head coach. He's not homeless. Yeah, because remember right? I yeah because remember I said that I was gonna have to bring Werther's and Four Loco to the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but regardless, if Marlon comes out and plays like he did in 2019, are you crediting that guy for it? No, it's the player. So. At some level, like it, it, the position coaches don't matter that much to me, at least. I'm, I'm sure I could Man, be wrong. He part of the hardball tree. Yeah, yeah, it's the fucking you know nepotism incest tree, whatever. The fuck you I'm talking about. He, he's the coach with his father. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been with all three hardballs. All of them did. Don, uh, uh, Wayne. Yeah, couple of them motherfuckers. I was, I was reading up on it. Would you bring was- him back as a linebacker coach? Wink Hell is the defensive no. coordinator he, for the yeah, Michigan, Michigan Wolverines national championship. Oh, that's right. He did just sign that. Yeah. And y'all got, um, and y'all got uh, Brian. What's his name? Dan. O- no, I'm geeking. Bill O'Brien. No, he went to BC. Oh, yeah. I'm tripping. I forgot. Yeah, he went to I BC forgot Wink did sign there. Yeah. Wink, Wink went to a winning program. I know you so, can't relate. So, God, they're going to blitz. Like, they're going to blitz more than they ever have in their entire I texted when when he signed. I texted one of my friends. I was like, I cannot wait to see Will Johnson is like the number one corner in the country. I was like, he's going to lead the country in sacks because he's just going to fucking yeah, send him gonna, forty times a game. He's going to sing Cobras left and right with him. And then but, they got this kid Mason Graham, uh, interior defensive lineman, who is a twenty twenty five Raven draft prospect. I'm calling that now, but I'm like, he's going to be dropping back into coverage like this fucking guy. He thinks every goddamn guy who goes to Michigan is a fucking going to be on the Ravens. I'm sorry that your school produces losers. I think, like I think, I think the Ravens like selecting Penn State guy. and Ohio State players more than uh, Michigan players. Are we just going to like gloss over the fact that Will just just like, oh, Drew is a Michigan homer and saying that like it's some kind of breaking news? Has that not been apparent? It's, it's just funny. He, it's funny. He, he does mock drafts and, it, and it's like, Six players from Michigan. Oh, uh, uh, oh they're all gonna go to fucking the Ravens every no, time. But it was even oh, better shit. about how he came out of nowhere with the it's like this this, this fucking, fucking guy. guy. Like I haven't been doing this for fucking five years. At this point, Any, anytime there's a Michigan guy, yep, yeah, Raven. All right, all right, moving well, along. Do, moving along. Let's keep the show yet. moving. Uh, Grant Grant's got sleepy eyes. No, so I'm fucking laughing over here at your fucking commentary. Right. Well, so all right, so we're we, we are in the off season, so we 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 have to we have to keep our eyes moving forward, our brains moving forward, right? So we got to make sure that we're predicting, you know, what's going to happen with the team and the roster. I think we have a pretty pretty important future breaking news that uh you know just happened. Probably we, we spent we spent a lot of time on it last week. Itching. 
Well, I mean, it is important. We we've taken been reading for fucking two weeks that the Ravens are going to have to go get a new wide receiver, and that you know this this Zay shit is going to blow up, and he's going to have to get cut. And the Ravens have a zero tolerance policy, and like just to keep it in perspective, the it, no idea what happened. Nobody knows what happened. None of us were there. Uh, I'm not going to argue semantics with people. The reality is is that you had a group of really fucking stupid people. Hold on, or, before you continue, 100%, I was laughing because I thought you were going with the story of the wide receiver prospect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm talking about the wrong wide receiver. Not, not, no, you're so not you're right, on a serious topic. Yeah, I'm on a serious topic because I feel like it's, you know, we're talking about the future of the team here. And, again, there was a very large group of idiots online that were, you know. Well, not, hold on, hold on, hold on. There wasn't a very – so there was a, a, a it was very, pretty fucking large. By well, the hold end. on. But there was a very small group of people who started this shit before this story ever hit the Internet. Yeah. It was two dumb motherfuckers. One Sperry and Ryan McCarthy. Yep. We put their names out there last week and we're going to keep putting their fucking names out there because it does, they deserve to be shamed because they dragged a man's name through the fucking mud. All right. Before, Who was never named officially in a police never, report? I never, would like that to never, be put on the record. Um, never, he was never a suspect. In, in never named a suspect. They linked him to the case because of social media, because they linked that the girl who filed the report. They linked Zay Flowers to her through social media. She never said his name. Um, he never spoke to police. Again, you can argue the semantics all day long. If you read her report and you read the story. There's some weird shit going on there, and I'm not going to say it's, you know, I, I'm not going to weigh in on it. It's just there was shit that didn't add up, and that could just be normal victim inconsistencies. That could be nothing happened, and she made it up. I have no fucking idea. The long story short is that we were told by Tyler Sperry and Ryan McCarthy that this horrific incident of definitively, domestic violence occurred. Definitively. Definitively that people inside the Ravens organization – and that Baltimore police told them that this horrific thing happened and that Zay Flowers committed this horrific crime and that the Ravens were fucked, essentially. Um, the story breaks about the investigation and those two fucking half brains went on a Twitter rampage, you know, fucking thumping their chests and talking about, you know, I knew this weeks ago and Zay's fucked and blah, 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 to the point where you had advertisers pulling Zay from advertisements like you are legitimately affecting this man's bottom line in his pockets. And so you went from that to the Baltimore police came out and basically said that any story saying that Zay Flowers is a suspect in this is false. That was like February 9th to a week later, they closed the investigation. No charges are coming from it. Again, I'm not proclaiming his innocence. I'm not proclaiming his guilt. I have no fucking idea what happened. My issue is with the fucking people who, the entire time were thumping their chest, acting like they knew what the fuck was going on when they didn't know shit. Well, um, uh, and just to be clear, not proclaiming his innocence or guilt, but also just to be clear, he was never what, named in a report. Right, because the the girl never said his name to police officers. Okay, and then you so have he was never whole... a suspect or a, uh, so, like he so. <laughs> He, like, what the fuck the, are we talking about? 
you know, and now you have the group of Ravens fans who are like, oh, well, Zay's going to get suspended. For what? For what? His name is only linked to this because of social media. Okay. The only if reason Zay's his Flowers- name the only reason his name is linked to this is because of Tyler Sperry and if Ryan Zay McCarthy. Flowers gets suspended. That was what I was getting to. If Zay Flowers gets suspended, it's because of Tyler Sperry. Right. 100%. So Zay so Tyler Sperry could potentially be costing Zay Flowers advertisement deals and game checks. Right. Because he decided to run with some half-cocked fucking story that he claims he got from inside the castle. I seriously doubt that anybody inside the castle is giving him information. Yeah. And if somebody did, that person should be fucking fired on the spot. Um, that person should be fucking livid right now. Because and, my guess yeah. is that we got some fucked up version of telephone of Tyler Sperry sold energy drinks to Jimmy down the block, whose uncle cuts this guy's hair, who knows this guy who's in Raven security. Hey, and, and by Tyler the way, Sperry got it fifth hand. I want to put this out there. Okay. I want to put this out there. Tyler Sperry, I know you monitor everything that I say and do. You won't tag me on social media. For some reason, I think you're terrified of me because you're a pussy. So uh, today I purchased my VIP tickets. Yeah, bitch. So today I purchased my VIP tickets for the Orioles opening day. Uh, Jimmy's tailgoat. I know you are going to be there. Yeah. So come talk to me about it while we're there. Come find me. Come come show us your sources. That would be show Will your sources. I'm not fucking going. Come lay it all out for me. I I invite you to to come find me. You'll you'll know it's me. I'll have my Zone 32 hoodie on. You'll you will know it's me. Believe me. Believe me. The long story short here is that Tyler Sperry is a fucking jackass and has caused irreparable damage to Zay Flowers' reputation at this point. Right. Um, he's always going to have the you know stink of domestic violence on him now because you thought that you could get famous by breaking that story. You're an asshole. It takes a lot for me to lecture somebody with, you know, online behavior making you an asshole, but you are truly like a fucking piece of shit. Yep. And anybody like him who, as stupid as, you know, saying that like the 911 call got routed to Massachusetts because she has a Massachusetts cell phone number and you're going <laughs> on your timeline fucking, dumbest. you know, spouting that dumb shit off. That was the dumbest like you know shit I ever on. heard in my that life. That motherfucker, that, that individual compared Zay Flowers to Joe Mixon. Which is the right. most infuriatingly stupid thing. Ass back to besides thinking that nine one one calls are routed based on your fucking area code of your fucking phone number, like that is the level of intelligence <laughs> of the people that are pushing these rumors that are like potentially ruining a kid's life when there's no proof that he did anything. And then you got that same contingent of people talking about, well, he might get suspended for violating the player conduct policy. What fucking conduct did he? Is he actually accused by credible okay. sources of? I am, uh, and by the way, everybody else, I'm do, uh, okay. Everybody else, mute yourself right now, or just don't talk. This is yeah, just me. This is just Will talking right now. So, anything that's said right now, you can put it on me. <clears throat> this is my own theory. 
<clears throat> I believe there is only one victim of the crime that happened. The reason there's no charges that have been filed is that the victim of the crime is not the person that we that we've been led to believe. Um, the reason that the person who filed a report fled the state is because they are the actual perpetrator of the crime. Uh, there's only one person that we know has a wound. Uh, the wound that was shown on TV was a defensive wound. It's very clearly an old wound. So uh, I we know that Zayn did not talk. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'd also like to say that that police report claimed that they called a player's agent or lawyer um it does or sorry that is what's being reported is that they reached out to what they presume is zay flowers lawyer or agent but he's never named specifically so who knows if that's even who they called they called somebody's lawyer and that person said that he's not going to talk to you no well, again and no like i said was... like i said i okay i don't think I don't think that Zay Flowers has any interest in pursuing any sort of action against anyone in this situation. He wants it over with. He wants it over with. I don't exactly. And there's a stigma associated with what may have happened on that night. Okay. The person who is has made a situation out of this who has now made it into a, Oh, uh, no big deal. It was 10 minutes, blah, 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 blah. And has made it into a, Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to do anything about it. And, uh, has decided they're not going to produce any evidence of any, uh, you know, assault that may have occurred. It's just going to be words. I'm telling you all of this adds up to, what I'm suggesting actually happened. And even if that happened, you said that Zay wouldn't want to report it because of a stigma. I think that's even deeper than it actually is. He doesn't care. He wants it done and over with. Exactly right. That's right. that's the bigger the bigger deal. This is a deal. We are talking about this on a podcast right now. That will People never be confirmed. That'll never be. That no, no one will ever never, know that, that. No one will ever know that that's but the case. I, I'm but. saying that the only reason that we're even discussing this is because a couple of loudmouth retards on social media decided to make this public. Zay Flowers doesn't want this public, obviously. Exactly right. Exactly. And so, and, and, it, and and I'm going to go a step further and say, I reached out to Zay very, 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 very early on in this. And he ignored you. <laughs> and, yeah. and Because and, he wanted to go away. And Trippy reached out to to someone on the on the side, and we kind of got the same feedback, right, Trip? Yeah, that they didn't want to talk to you because my bad. I was to... on mute because you said everybody mute up, but yeah. Why oh, would right? you ever listen to Will? No, he was listening. Oh no! I'm saying, why would he listen to you when it comes to muting himself? I'm just um, <laughs> but what I was about to say though um. 
like like I said, regardless of the situation, like whatever the fuck happened, I just hope Zay don't fuck with her no more. It doesn't sound like he does. Like, well, and yeah. more importantly, to get to our future of the team discussion, like this is done and over with. Like this is yeah. no longer something hanging over the team's head. This is resolved. Whether I are- I fucking cackled this morning. I got a fucking notification from NFL.com on my phone that said top 10 Zay moments from 2023. Yeah, because it's it's just it's done. It's done. And it's whether done. people it's done. Whether people want to sit here and there's a certain fucking white hooded dumbass who's been um, you know, using this as a situation to like insert herself and stuff going on, like it's done. You're a an fucking idiot. moron. An absolute fucking moron. You'll never be a victim of a domestic situation because no guy would ever touch you. Um, that's why you had to fake having. Oh, and by the way. The oh, and place. by the way. Uh, yeah. She heard that from Tyler Sperry. Oh, one hundred percent. They're done. They're white trash. White yeah. trash talks. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, let's let's move on. Let's move on to a more positive. The the. the you know, genesis of this is that it is a positive ending and that this situation is over with. Yep. So we can look at, I guess, the current draft, current free yep. agent market. Yep. All um, right. So let me take, let me handle this. Do you want to put up that graphic that I sent you now, or do you want to let Grant, um, oh, hold on, pitch us, pitch us on his, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn, Kentucky just lost on the buzzer beater. That's crazy. What the fuck is this? Because Grant, you're very passionate about signing a running back. I know. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna riff with Grant while you figure out your computer. Hold on, hold on. Well, I just need to understand what the fuck am I looking at here? Grading every one of EDC's draft picks. Well, but hold on. Before we do that. It fits my theory because I know what Grant's going to go with here, and it's why I don't agree with Grant. Yeah, but we have a, we have a specific. Let, let let's before we do this. This this is too too widespread. I have a specific. This week we're we're sticking with one position. All right, so then we can we can we can go off off topic after this. But let let sure. let's just before we do that. Let let let's uh, let's stay like narrow. Okay. All right. So that would be called like staying in your lane. Yeah. So yeah. Grant, I did give you a, an assignment before we uh, we got on the the podcast today. Did. did you prepare? I did. Okay. Grant, I gave right. you an assignment Pause. five seconds ago. Did you prepare? Well, it wasn't five seconds ago. At this point, it was probably like an hour ago. I got notes for each of them too. So I'm perfect. Ready, man. All right. So Grant, we're in the off season. Yes. We have a task ahead of us. So the running back position is going to be an overhaul. We have Justice Hill and we have uh, Keaton Mitchell coming off an ACL tear. Other than that, we have a blank slate because J.K. Dobbins is, as far as I'm concerned, not coming. J.K. Dobbins is not on the roster. He's not on the roster, right. And I can't, I, I cannot imagine a, a situation where he comes Maybe back. Maybe that's and, one of Grant's 10. So let's let could him, be, uh, could be, could yeah. be. I don't want to spoil anything. And then, be. uh, 
you know, and, and we Gus didn't is, we didn't he, extend Gus, and, and we didn't extend Gus, cap, and so. right, and he does had he has dead cap, and I I just can't I can't see a situation where we bring him back considering his age and and everything else, and, and just our 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 history of 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 drafting guys and everything else, and just the way we we are able to turn like no nothing, spoilers, but spoilers, just nothing into something. So, what I would like you to do is give me your top picks of whether it be free agents trade targets or draft guys for bbc's in baltimore (laughs) that being that being Baltimore hey, ball yeah, carriers. The, Baltimore ball say, carriers. I'm about to say, what the fuck? <laughs> look on Grant's face. Look on Grant's face. I was like, what? Hey, bro, I was like, oh, uh, did he say Eden? Baltimore, he say Baltimore ball carriers. So, BBC. So, Isn't that so, what that means? Pause, man. I don't know what's up with you, Will, man. Pause. Man. That's what that means so, to you, right, right, Grant? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it means. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so here's the thing, though. We all know that I've been on. Uh, for, Hold before you start, before you start, I, I have, focus. before you start, I have a relevant question for you. When you give us this list of names of, um, BBCs that you're ranking in a casual conversation, when BBC might not actually, you know, fit what you're talking about, are you oh, putting yes. them in order? Are you putting them in order or are you just naming names? So I got 10 guys. <laughs> They're not in order one through 10 for preference. Okay. So Fair. the way I broke it down was, out of all the free agent backs, the top three PBCs. that I think best PBCs. The the top three Baltimore backs. Ball cares. Yeah, the top three backs that I end PBCs. up think are shut up. The top <laughs> three backs that I end up putting in this uh, that I think are the best fits. The next two backs I did were bargain backs, and then the top five draft picks that I think are the best backs that would fit our system. Um, I, I think running backs in a poor position. Oh, I BBCs are bargain ball carriers. Okay. Fair. Different, different. Yo, you know, just... <laughs> he thinks he's doing a bit right now, so he asked me to do something so he could just do this whole bit or like... whatever, but I really got something. <laughs> so as soon as he shuts the fuck up, I'll read it. Yes, please. Anyways, the top three backs that I had, I think were going to fit the system uh, that are free agents, uh, Saquon, Big on Saquon. I think he's explosive, multidimensional. We know he's dynamic with the ball. Everybody has the health concerns thing, but I think that I think that he would be a massive fit. I'm more for the fact that we need to go out and pay somebody and get a proven guy because a dynamic back in this system is going to make Lamar even better and make him take that next leap. Um, Derrick Henry, I got at number two. Physical downhill, can run behind any blocking scheme, and he's King Henry. So we know what he's got. We know what he's going to do. The only knock on him is his tread, tread on his tires. Um, my third free agent, Austin Eckler. Um, he'd be an interesting one with the way that he could play in the pass game. Um, with Todd Munkin's <laughs> offense, the weapons, the motions, the things that he can do. Um, he would be an interesting one to think about. Then the two bargain backs, I have Kareem Hunt and DeAndre Swift. Um, both of them, you know, if we're, if we're not going to spend the money in free agency and they want to go the draft route or they want to wait till Keaton gets back and want a plug-and-play guy, you know, Dalvin Cook's still out there too. 
Um, but you know, Kareem Hunt and DeAndre Swift can fit a lot of what Munkin does. Um, can I interject quickly on one of these? Yes. Is are, we're under the impression Kareem Hunt's never going to happen, right? Like that's your pipe dream, but you know that's not a. I it, mean, the, I I get what you're saying, but there's I'm a video of him punting a woman in a hotel hallway. Yeah, I feel like she, they're not gonna yeah, yeah. He, he's not he's not happening. Man. Is there somebody else that you? think is of that same caliber um, you know like i'm yeah that, that was dalvin. the name that i was wondering if you would replace so dalvin yeah. that's fair yeah i think dalvin dalvin's a, a dalvin is a very interesting name to me because he's been in the building now i feel like he's he may be a little miffed from his usage in the playoffs see i think he's not because if dalvin cook is an intelligent individual like I would assume he would have thought about this more like me of he's coming in with no chemistry with the offense. And so like, why would he just, why would he expect to touch the ball in a game that we only carried the ball six times? You know what I mean? No, I agree. Except that. If you're saying he's myth that we only ran the ball six times. Yes. That's what I mean. That's that. that, that's Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the fucking club. I didn't know what to say there. No, I, I didn't know what to say there. Cause I was like, I'm I'm still thinking about like why the fuck didn't we run the ball more? So like yeah. I think that's like he's standing there like thinking like what the fuck are we doing? Why why am I standing here and why are we not running the ball? I don't think he expected yeah. to do much though. I think that he was just kind of brought it like the timing was like as needed. Does that and give like, him a pause for coming here thinking that we might have been in the run again? You know, is that like a red flag in Dalvin Cook's world? I don't know. That's just a you know dumbass debate topic, sure. but. What the yeah, fuck is going on with Trippy? I don't know. I can't He's going in now. Um, <laughs> this motherfucker is the, hey, yo, this upside down. Man, yo, that pause shit is out of control. I was just, <laughs> I'm tripping <laughs> off Drew, bro. Don't mind me, bro. I just said, Drew, oh, Drew just said. motherfucker's face keeps showing up in different angles. He's like showing oh, no, up on the side. That's because I, I kept turning my phone <laughs> and shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Drew just funny or how he just said pause it and he just said no I don't, I don't even want to say it again but yeah. we got we got a uh, we got a theme here all right so Grant you got through your budget guys and then I'm assuming your next category is draft yeah Top, and like these are the order okay the draft picks are in order that I think would best fit Trey Benson I have at number one he does everything. Explosive, powerful, 6'1", 225. He's going to run in the low 4'4s, maybe high 4'3s. Like, he's a downhill dude. He's He's got burst. So, any of that RPO stuff, he's going to go down. He's, he's a solid all-around back. Um, two, I got your boy, Blake Corum. Um, I think he's he's hard to tackle. He's a bowling ball. You know, he's got he's effective with his carries. He's a gamer. Like, I mean, we I fuck with you all the time on the Michigan stuff, but when you watch him play, like, he's going to outwork you. And, like, that's the type of guy I want at running back. I want a guy that's going to outwork you. He's going to outfight you. He's going to do everything he can to get it. He's got heart. He's a good um, thunder he's and lightning. He's a good thunder and lightning with uh, – When I talk about – he's, he's got underrated speed, too. He's a home run hitter. And, like, a lot of people just think of him as just a casual, like – you know, chain mover, but he's a home run hitter too. No, he is, but he's he's a good count. He's they, he's, I a, think he's, the knee he's a good. Him up a little bit. Well, but he's gonna run. He's gonna run a four four. I bet. But I mean, that's, him that's him with speed. Keaton Mitchell is like a great combination. Uh, 
those two? Well, yeah, because they – I mean, that that's, again, not to bring this back to Michigan, but, like, that's what Michigan did with Blake Corum, with Devon, uh, with um, Edwards Donovan. and um, Donovan, Donovan Edwards. Edwards. Jesus Christ. And um, Blake Corum is that – you know, Donovan Edwards was the Keaton Mitchell of that team that – like, he had a lot of big runs, you know, I mean, even early in that national championship Well, he had game. the bigger uh, – he, he started out having the bigger championship game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and – yeah. Edwards had, had those a, two long runs. He had like he 85 had yards. Down, yeah. Yeah. He had a pretty down 2023 in general, but it was really 2022 before Blake Corum got hurt when they had those two flowing. It was a it was a fucking problem for opposing defenses. And so if you can recreate that with Corum and Mitchell, that would be fucking amazing. Plus he's from like 45 minutes from where I live. So yeah. that's pretty you know, I, I got a root for hometown guy. Tuscarora. Um, Blake. Blake's uh, a Baltimore kid. Went to huh? what Saint? He went to like Saint Francis, from like that, yeah. right? Yeah, but he's from Marshall, Virginia. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. That, so he's a local yeah. guy. He's you know from the yeah. area. He's from the DMV. Uh, three, I got Jonathan Brooks from Texas. He's he's another dude. He's got great vision. He's a dude that's a three down back. He put he catches the ball well in the backfield. Super effective in the pass game. Um, he's a, he's a straight up workhorse. He's probably the biggest work. Well. Next guy's well. The next guy's Will's guy. He's a workhorse too. But Audric, I think Audric is a fucking stud. I mean, he's five eleven, two thirty, and he's probably going to run the four fours as well. He's, he's a Gus Edwards like, replacement. That's from basically. Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Notre Dame. He's he's. I called him a hammer back. The dude just runs hard. But like, he's under. When I watched like a lot of him, like he's underrated with his lateral athleticism. Like, yeah. He'll cut it. He'll cut across the grain and keep it moving. And like, yeah. with his size and speed, when he does make those cuts, he doesn't slow down. And he's got a. He's got a good jump cut. He does. He does. And then he's got. And then he accelerates straight forward. And then my fifth guy is Ray Ray Davis from Kentucky. I love the way he runs. Ooh, he like he looks a little bit smaller than what he really is, but he's just like he's leaner. He's like more of like a like a longer back, but he freaking um. He runs angry. He runs gritty for his size. Um, but I like I like the way he runs a lot. And he'll go inside, outside, and he catches the ball well in the backfield. He can line up in the slot. He does a lot of different things. So you got, I, like, I like, yeah. You got two guys missing that I'm curious if you just didn't think of them or you intentionally left them off. I would say for NFL free agents, I would put Josh Jacobs in that same class of running backs that you Josh named. Jacobs, I think, honestly – He's one of these guys who he he gets overlooked a lot. I think he's an right. awesome fit for the Ravens. Well, I had him in the th- I had him in the third spot of the free. And then agents, you put Eckler, but I put Eckler you want the pass catcher. Something about Eckler and like the way Monken runs his offense is like intrigues me because like we got Keaton already. You can pick up a big bruising back anywhere. Like you could get one late in the draft. Uh, yeah. Braylon Allen, you could probably get that. Was my other name that I was going to bring up. So, well, he, he he's probably going to go mid rounds, like fourth, fifth round. Like you can yeah. take a flyer on him if you want to go, you know, a different route with that. The back. Route. But Eckler, to me, I don't love. I don't love Eckler. I don't love him. I, I like mean, Grant's. Th- so hold on, I can sell Will on Eckler better than you can because I know Will. Probably. Eckler will replace Justice Hill. Eckler does what. Todd Munkin wanted Justice Hill to do better than Justice Hill does it. So that is your playing special teams, though. Yeah, no, he won't play special teams, but he will 
pass block. He will catch the ball out of the backfield better. He will run those outside plays a lot better than Justice Hill does. So as somebody, Will, who was talking about last week that you want to take away Harbaugh's toy and take away the temptation of putting Justice Hill in the game, you're essentially getting an upgrade of Justice Hill and Austin Eckler. Jacob, well, Eckler, Jacob, Eckler Jacobs to me, does that too. But Eckler to me seems like a Harbaugh guy too. Yeah, you know, hardworking, whatever, you know, late round pick, grinds for everything. Yeah, he is a man. J- Jacobs does all that too. The, the only thing that's giving me about Eckler is like, the only thing that's giving me about like Austin Eckler is like, can he stay healthy? Like, if he can stay healthy, I could see him fitting in our offense. Eckler and wears those big ass shoulder pads. I don't like him. But see, Will Shipley's kind of interesting too. Will Shipley like, from Clemson, he's oh, interesting yeah. in the Monkins offense too. What about Even, the other um, dude from Louisville? I was thinking of the Oregon Jordan. guy. Um, who's the Oregon running back? Uh, Bucky Irving. That's another one that yeah, gets Bucky. a lot of um, lot He's, of, lot smaller, of though, right? He's ranked He's pretty smaller. high in a lot of other people's rankings. He's ranked pretty high. I just got to come. I mean, I even like um, Dejon Edwards from Georgia more than I like him. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 I like people named Bucky. Same. Same. That's um, It's a great name. Yeah. It is. It's a solid first name, but yeah. he's also like a. I I, I think that he's, he's a guy that we're not going to be able to draft because I think he's going to go before it would make sense for us taking a running back. If that you know makes any sense, my my point there. He actually gave me a lot of like Camara vibes too, though. Which I mean, he's not. A, I mean, he's a good back. He just Did you, hold on, Kamara, hold on. you know, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Did you have Camara on your list? No, and I was actually just going to ask him about Kamara and Chubb because those are two guys that are. Yeah, Chubb. Well, Chubb. I, didn't, I, didn't I, do I thought when, when I saw the first thing I saw, so when when the the only person I saw saying Chubb was going to get cut was like a bullshit, like dumbass account, and now I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah. If Chubb gets cut, we He's need to one. be. They, so he I is. Did, we need to be just, all over Chubb. I just did like. Expected free agents, yeah, like, we yeah. Don't like, are, like already not. guaranteed going to be on the market. Like, there's yeah. no, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. If Chubb is a free agent, then everything's out the window. We need to pay Chubb. Yeah, right? I, love, I mean, like we've all been really high on him for a long time, and like even when we've played him over the years, we're like, fuck, man, he's the one we got to stop. He's the killer. He's the he's the best running back in the yeah, NFL. workhorse besides McCaffrey. I, I, yeah, I think he's no, no. I think no. I think, no, I think Nick better. Chubb he is the best power. Like he got he Nick finished. Chubb is the best running back. If in the you're NFL, talking, period. if you're talking, does not have the pass catching skills. Back, it's McCaffrey. Yeah, if you're talking yeah. runner. He it's better Nick runner, runner. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Nick Chubb's a better runner than McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. but if you're talking oh. all around back, it's 100 percent McCaffrey. All around yeah. back, it's Lamar. <laughs> Uh, this is, I, I, I can't, lie. I can't support just, that. That's going down another trail. Yeah. You're pushing the Lamar's between, Is it I'm, co- I'm stuck quarter, between Saquon quarter, and uh, Henry. But you said Kamara too? What What do you yeah. think compensation for Kamara would be? So I think that's got to be the, the, the Saints are like negative $178 million. They said it, they're saying they want a seventh round pick. Yeah. Well, like, what, so when did he get paid? Was it last year or two years ago he got paid? Two. So this year's cap hit would be manageable and it would be next year's. That would be a little bit crazy. 
But, but if that's we traded usually, for him, if that's year four, that's your year, usually void year. It's a legitimate year. They have not put any void years on uh, tomorrow. Um, oh yeah, you know my angle going to be recruiting them too. That's true. Yeah, if he's available, I would take him in a heartbeat too. Oh, he would. Hey. Oh, he would be awesome. The reason that I picked a bunch of those backs are because of what he could do with Monkin. Yeah, like I went into this list assuming that I was going to want to fight Grant on half of his picks, but really other than like, I think that there's a bunch of guys in the draft. I think, you know, I, I think Quorum is like the one that we should key in on, but outside Camaro, of that. Camara are... would be a BBCC. He'd be a Baltimore ball carrier there, catcher. There you go. There you go. Baltimore Blake <laughs> Quorum. I mean, come on. But no, in, in all seriousness, like <laughs> – Grant, Grant's probably gonna. Grant's like, oh shit, oh man, I'm, Grant, I'm really good. Gonna, like, yeah, Grant's I probably. Can't wait to do tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just end it there. I think that that's that's the closing line in the podcast. Hey, yo, uh, yo, no, I gotta but, send, I gotta send y'all that clip, yo. I gotta send y'all that clip. That shit was funny. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, there's a lot that I think. I like in in all in all, like I'm kind of glad that like we went over that tonight because I really do think that running back is something that we need to regain focus on. A lot of oh, teams 100%. are going against it. Like a lot of times when somebody zigs, you zag, you know. And like a big part of our continued success is whenever we've had our most successful teams, we've had a dominant running back. We had Ray Rice when we won the Super Bowl, and we had Jamal Lewis when we won the Super Bowl. So like they were both pro bowl running backs and they both did phenomenal things within seasons. And that's a whole difference instead of a carousel of backs. Yeah. Bring me a, bring me a guy that, you know, like a feature back, not yeah. a, not a, you know, not a six man running back committee that puts up, you know, great, great numbers as a whole, but there's one that game and changer, now, man. Yeah. Well, and now granted though, like, Injuries it's gonna be it's gonna be different though with Lamar. It's gonna be different. Like we we can't expect that. Uh, like it, it the the numbers are gonna look different with uh uh with a uh a quarterback that that runs the ball. All right, but so that's the thing though. If we get the running, if we too. get the running back that we need, we ain't got a Lamar don't have to run like that. But he, he but hey, Trippy, it doesn't matter. It's not he has to. He still will. It's Lamar. So he why will. the fuck he run the AFC championship game then? Because he because listen, terrorism. that's his. That's in his head. It's in his head. You right. You right. So, you hey, right, you guys terrorism. are the you guys are the money guys. All right. So Saquon, Derrick Henry, Eckler, the three that I. What do you think their What do you think their APV is going to be? I, I would guess it's going to be in the fifteen million dollar a year range. All three um, of them. No. Yeah, but Eckler is probably cheaper than the other two. I think it's more like twelve. Well, and so I say 15, but is it 50? I don't think it's 15 against the cap, I guess is my point. Is I think that you're going to get some Henry a two or, Do you give Henry a two- or three-year deal? I would give I would give any running back that we sign at least a three-year contract because you can spurt out some of that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you're it's right. one of those contracts so, where it's like a three-year deal, but, you know, you pay him most of it in, you know, the first two years. And right, you get rid right. Of so if we to. can get it down to, like, seven – yeah, which is what I think is like that sweet spot number. Seven ATC. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I would be targeting. So if you can make that work with any of those guys, I'm in. Right. You know. So like if we can get that down and then like on the third year or something, we have some 
astronomical cap hit where we yeah, end who, up who gives like shit? so like down the road we end up like three years from now we have some some year where we, we go we like, just won back-to-back super bowls and we gotta you know fucking eat a dead cap hit for you right and we're gonna go like you know seven and ten and and yeah because what can we clear out realistically left like from there's the like 40 left. there's like 40 million that you can clear Pretty, pretty, plus pretty with easily. Two fifty. We we're not going to do it all. We're not going to do it all, obviously. But so let's say we well, walk into free agency with forty-five mil. No, like realistically, we're going to go in with like thirty-five. Yeah, I would say if you even thirty. Like, well, doesn't is, it jump thirty? Um. So last year's cap was like two forty. Uh, last, last year's cap year was, was like two forty-six. No. Well, so this year's cap is going to be two fifty. Yeah, well, last year was, was like 220 something, I think. 225. I think you're, uh, I was 225. All right, never mind then. I, I thought you were way short on that, Grant. But, um, so that's 25 was, million right there. So, I think with a, I think with a 245 million dollar cap estimation is what over the cap is. We have like 10 million dollars in existing space right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so depending on how high it goes, you know, maybe we have like 12 million dollars in existing space. Yeah. So we want to get to like can clear. 35 to 40 and so you know yeah and then I, i'm in on on fucking paying a running back like if, if you can get derrick henry here for again it's really the cap number is all i care about if he is willing to structure a contract to make that cap hit seven million dollars fucking sign him and if it's saquon the same thing sign him Mortgage the future, mortgage the future, mortgage the future into like two to three years down the road. I love spending. I love theoretically spending Steve Biscotti's money. So yeah, yeah. Well, here's my thing with Derrick Henry too: is he's at a position in his. It has to happen one time per. He's at a position in his career that he he wants to he wants a Super Bowl and he knows we have a good shot at it. That's one thing. He's already got his paydays. That's another thing. He knows he only has a few like so many years left. You know, he realistically knows he has less than probably five, you know, and that's just being, and and maybe two or maybe three being like a still dominant running back. But he's in the best position, I think, for us to get. Yeah, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is only 29 years old. So, like, yeah, he, he, he he does have, but his miles are like he's 35. Exactly. And hey, by the way, in high school, he had like, I forget how many carries. It was crazy. It was like fucking eighteen hundred carries in high school. James Conner survived cancer. Patrick Mahomes' dad played baseball. Clayton Kershaw and you know fucking Matthew Stafford. Like everybody's seen the fucking Derrick Henry high school numbers. I'm just saying Derrick Henry has miles on his fucking tires. Derrick Henry's also like my size and okay. runs a four three forty. So he's you know. I'm just uh, all I'm saying is Derrick Henry has more miles on his tires than most NFL running backs do. Yeah, that's fair, but I my my whole thing with I I hate that argument against Henry because like no no it's freak. it's no no it's not a, no I'm not I want him I'm just oh, saying right. I, I miss I miss I misinterpreted where I was coming no 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 I want him I want him I'm just saying like he's not gonna play until he's fucking 38 years old so like uh, bring him in now and run his oh, ass than, yeah, into, into the, the fucking ground. ground for the next two years, but he ain't playing until he's fucking 35. That's fair. He would, he would compliment pretty well, but he would only be a two down back for sure. Right. 
Exactly. So like the, only thing. the people who think the people who are like, I want a three down back in Baltimore. We will never have a three down back in Baltimore ever. That Unless is not Saquon. But it doesn't matter. He still won't be one. We don't run I think Grant's argument three downs. Right. We but should. I think Grant I think Grant's argument won't. is that is that if you bring in Saquon, he has the ability to be a three down back. He does. Yeah. He does but he lines we'll up do it. Slot. He's the only other one besides McCaffrey that legitimately I'm not saying they're the only ones that do it, but he's the only one besides McCaffrey that can legitimately line up as a slot wide receiver and run like a wide receiver and okay, run so slot tree. He he could be a three down back, but that just means we would have another running back on the field. Right. Which be pretty nasty with to have him in the slot and Keaton in the backfield. And you right. run jet motion. Exactly. Say, yeah. Exactly. Imagine him. Right. Imagine him, Keaton, and Patrick Ricard in the backfield at the same right. time. Right. Exactly. So, like, all that's fine. But I'm saying, as far our as resi- you, our des- our designated make a wish player. Yeah. Exactly. Bucky. But as far as Bucky. usage is con- is concerned, like we're not going to be running them in three downs. I love like, that. We're not going to be handing the ball off three three downs. Like they're not going to get three carries like Larry Johnson style. Like they're not going to get three carries. Like they're not going to get do that. Yeah, four hundred and fifty fucking carries a season and getting their. Well, fucking I mean that's that that age of the running backs done. Except right. for, I mean Derrick Henry's the last of the dying breed, but I don't think you use him as much of a workhorse as he has exactly. in the past. If he came and here, he and with right. his game, like our game plan and Munkin's offense and Lamar, he doesn't have to. Well, right. and and just to be clear, if Derrick Henry came here last year in Tennessee, he had as many catches as fucking Rashad Bateman. He had thirty-two catches last year. Well, and got to remember too, trade the he wanted to be here. If the owner didn't nix the deal, he'd already been here. Right. So, yeah. yeah so I'm sense. I am all for Derrick Henry coming here at the right price, and I'm all for. Saquon at the right price, all these things, but you know, all these people who are like a three down back that doesn't exist in Baltimore, it just doesn't. It's not going to happen. Period. It should though in his offense. Really it should. won't. It won't. But but so here's the other thing too is it just it it may happen, but it would it would happen it would happen in a three down back with another back. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It was like. But we, you know, we almost have to sign somebody, right? When you have five, six big names out there like that, are, well, the big five, you know, you got Saquon, Derrick Henry, Eckler, uh, Jacobs. Jacobs. Who's the fit? There's one more. Let's just say those four then. Those oh, four. Um, fucking got to make a – huh? Pollard. Pollard. Yeah, that was the fifth one. Those five. He's like, not going. He, he's going back to, to Dallas. Right, but they're not going to tag him again. And he's and he's the type of, he's the type of runner that Monken likes. Like, yeah, he's gritty. He does a lot within the tackles. Like he and can. Read he's not coming here. But I mean, but of those never five backs, you got to look at heavy options to pay one of them, bring them in. I agree, and I'd be cool. I'd be cool with any of the five. To be honest with you. There's, I have a preference of this is a rare, a rare ending to the podcast where we all actually agree that let's let's pay a running back. Yeah. Pay him. yeah. All right, Trippy, I think it's it's time for you to take us out here. Well, that's gonna end it, everybody. <laughs> We're gonna holler at y'all next time. 
It's time for me to die. Oh! It clipped just like Jake. It clipped just like Jake. That was fucking perfect. <laughs> that was fucking perfect. I want to try and yell too hard because last time I yelled, man, I almost had a headache and shit. I'm like, damn, I don't think it was I almost had a Hey, Jimmy, gonna yell really pass out. Man, that's how I be at the game, bro. That's why I don't be trying to yell, bro. Fucking yelling before the game, man. I be fucking tired as shit. Head banging. Oh yeah, I sent that call the message to the Don't don't thirty two. Thirty two.